happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to Dick It Happened Here, a podcast where the thing is not, well, where we're, we're here has temporarily been relocated to the UK once again. Oh, what an awful place to relocate it to. <laughs> yeah, I'm your host, Mia Wong, and today with me to talk about things in the kingdom that is united for some reason is Nick, who is a, a resident nurse there. Nick, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, a lot better for being on holiday right now. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Getting, getting, getting to escape the the, 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 the sort of dismal swamp of uh, rainy, fat, <laughs> rainy uh, turf island. Yeah. So on the other uh, hand, there there are things that are in motion on turf island which are interesting and cool, and that is on, on the okay. So I I have no idea once again when this is going to come out. Like this could be coming out like four weeks from now. Like there could be six more prime ministers. Like who knows what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I, six could be. Richie's outlasted the lettuce on like our last one, but you know. Uh, <laughs> sorry to anyone who's not up to British political memes. That's going to be arcane and inscrutable, and I'm not correcting that. <laughs> uh, we, we 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 ran them through a like two hour British politics boot camp a couple of weeks ago, so hopefully they still remember. Fair. Yeah, but so the the, the reason thing is so on, on on the day we are recording, there are a bunch of strikes going on in the UK. There have been a bunch of strikes going on in the UK for a while. They keep doing this weird. I, okay, this is my this is my 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 my, my I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do my one bit of what what are you guys doing strategically thing, which is okay. So they they keep having these strikes and then they'll like go off strike for like three weeks as like a quote side of good faith further negotiations and then nothing happens and they go back on strike and it's like well okay like you could just not do this yeah so strike strikes have been continuing and yeah i wanted to talk to you about some of the nurses strikes that's been happening and about the sort of organizing that's been going on because that's what's been mm-hmm. really cool and not reported on enough 
I guess the the place that I want to start with this is with the last sort of deck. Well, I mean, I guess there, there's been a lot of austerity in the UK, but I want to kind of start with the mm-hmm. last sort of decade of austerity and the damage that's been doing to the healthcare system and what 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 that's looked like on your end. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of ways it's manifest. One is like there's been a centralization of healthcare services, a closing down of hospitals and making larger hospitals that can contain more and more specialties. So for instance, my hospital that I work in, it was the result, came about closing down about, I think, three smaller hospitals. Jeez. And, for each, and each hospital that was lost, we lost about at least 100 beds for each one that was created, that centralized into R1. There's been massive cutback in like, and lack of funding in preventive healthcare and community healthcare. One interesting example of how that manifests is like they shifted the provision of um, community healthcare and social care for new mothers to being run by the local council. That's like local, either county or city, even larger cities level government. And then they would put out the process where rather than just it goes automatically to the NHS, it needs to be put out to tender and give like charities or non-profits or even private healthcare providers an opportunity to bid on providing the service. That's a, and now, that's a terrible way to run the system. Oh what? no, it's absolutely <laughs> insane. It's absolutely insane. Jeez. And what this and then the end result of this is the NHS service gets it because they're the only one that can actually credit credibly provide the service, but they have to essentially massively underestimate how much it will cost to run in order to run the to run the uh, service. Oh, because they have to they have to underbid the other services that are not going to do. Yeah. Wow, that's a, yeah, that's that is a terribly designed system. Yeah, and then there's also like introducing of like uh, trying to in order to cut back on the backlogs that like the cutting down in services have created via like outsourcing some healthcare some surgeries and stuff to private healthcare to private mm-hmm. hospitals. But then they're able to just pick and choose the easiest, least risky, and mm-hmm. most profitable ones. And of course, any uh, any complications that result of the problems with surgery, issues with treatment, adverse reactions, the surgeons fucking it up because they were working overnight in order to get extra, in order to get some extra money after doing a shift in the NHS hospital, which is often the case, then falls back on the NHS proper. And then in terms of workforce, the average, on average, this isn't just nurses, there's a universal pay scale used in the NHS for everyone called Agenda for Change. There's a history behind that confusing name. but um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the reason for that is it was a very much, it was a less unified system before like the early 2000s. Everyone knew it was messed up. There was a big like push by unions and also by government who wanted to rationalise the whole thing to make it make more sense, in theory, tie people's wage to what they were actually doing more directly in a more consistent way, hence agenda for change, because there's an agenda for changing up what's happening. But it's been in place for over 20 years now, so the name doesn't make sense. <laughs> but basically, everyone on agenda for change has, on average, in the last 10 years, had a 20% pay cut in real terms. Jesus. Then doctors and dentists, because they're special boys, love them, <laughs> but, you know... Um, <laughs> have on a different pay scale and junior doctors on average have had an even worse pay cut of about 28 percent 
Yeah, and they're, the they're on strike. Years. They're on strike like right now. Yeah, I'm... they're on strike right now. And unlike my union, they haven't pissed about. The government, they've gone straight to a full three days. No um, derogations of the term for agreeing to not provide services for life or li- in order to protect patient safety, which the RCN went in for in a big way. In some ways, they've got it a bit easier in that they can just say, oh, the consultants will do all of this. Mm-hmm. Like that is, to use to translate into America, to American healthcare, that would be an attending. Um, and so this strike of junior doctors includes everyone from like their first two years post-medical school, what we call foundation years. I'd, possibly that'd be equivalent to internship in America. And then our registrars, so people who are registered in specialty training, equivalent of a, like a resident, I believe. Um, the government tried to persuade them to call it off in order to go into talks but they hadn't made a big show and promise of like, we will, in good faith, we will call off strikes and go into negotiations if, a, if the government agrees to, to have serious formal talks. So they were able to just say to the government, no, you're putting too many preconditions on these talks. We're not doing it until you, make, until you stop messing us about. Whereas, unfortunately, my union, the RCN, is addicted to protecting the image of nursing and like acting in good faith even when they're dealing with someone who have no intention of dealing in good faith yeah which which yeah that 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 i don't know as a strategy it's really frustrating because you just can get and like you can just get locked in endless negotiations where just nothing is happening and yeah it's really frustrating Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. To provide some historical context to this, the RCM in England, Wales and Scotland, Northern Ireland's a slightly different story, had never had a strike until last year. Historically, the RCM was an anti-strike union. Wait, that... What? Yeah. Yes. That's a thing in the UK. Man, like I, 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 I know, I know. Like the US has a lot of weird, not very good unions, but like I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I've ever heard of it. Really? That's yes. Wow. So that changed either in the 90s or the early 2000s. I, I honestly can't remember when. I tried to look it up, but whenever you tr- try to search this stuff, just your search results are like flooded by stuff around the latest round. What you got to understand is the RCN is 106 years old. It only became a union, though, about 50 years ago. So the RCN is is both a union and a professional body in Mm, that it also does stuff around developing nursing best practice, Mm -hmm. uh, research, and that kind of thing. And that's what it existed as originally. So, yeah, so like like a professional association. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so it still has a dual structure of its union side, its professional body side that like mm. develops nursing practice and stuff like that. Yeah, well I guess I guess I guess that that raises the sort of question of like like what was so like unbelievably like what 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 happened like such that for the first time in like a hundred and whatever years they finally went on strike. So it's partially a matter of breaking point. The nursing turnover in the UK is absolute dog shit. Um, thousands of people leave the profession every year. There's this massive pay cut that's happened over the last 10 years, nurse, and nursing was always underpaid in the UK, mm. to be frank. Uh, there's also then, there was the cut in the nursing bursary uh, about five years ago. So it used to be the government would pay for you to train as a nurse. It would also give you not enough, not like a, enough to be equivalent of the wage of the work you were doing, Nursing in the UK has a far higher amount of practice hours than it does in the US, I believe. It's part mm. of the degree. And like a lot of that time, you're essentially working as a as a HCA that or a CNA, um, as you'd say in America. Can you explain what that is for uh, people who don't know like medical stuff? So uh, HCA, healthcare assistant, or uh, what is it? CNA, uh, certified nursing assistant, I think is what it stands for, is essentially a healthcare worker who does a, ra- a range of like what you describe as nursing tasks, but but not the role of a, fo- of, a ner- of a registered nurse. So they would assist with mobilizing patients, monitoring observations, hygiene, potentially taking bloods and some investigations such as setting up an ECG, but they wouldn't do more advanced investigations, risk management, care planning, medication management, uh, assessing of patients and that kind of stuff. Okay. So yeah, like about five years ago, the nursing bursary was cut. So then it became, as with every other degree, having to take out a student loan in order to pursue it. And then in 2018, there was a particularly disastrous pay deal where the RCN 
in a number of ways, just absolutely fun. Not just the RCN, the other healthcare unions representing health unions representing healthcare workers also messed up hugely. But like they really fumbled the ball. It resulted, arguably, some people describe it as the mem- the leadership selling out the membership. Um, and then after that, there was uh, a general an emergency general meeting called the RCN, which resulted in the entire executive being booted. Wow. The RCN. <laughs> um, around this time, leading up to that, there been like increasing like grassroots militancy around nurses recognizing that this was an awful situation we were in mm-hmm. there this also then resulted in um like there were various grassroots campaigns started such as like uh, nurses united uk which started employing organizing the uk to like agitate nurses there was a concerted effort to put pressure on the rcn by like i'd say a radical minority but one that represented like a genuine genuine feeling among nurses on the on the front line to push for the RCN to take a more radical stance. Then at the same time, I don't know if this was covered in your talk in uh, about English politics, your like two-hour deep dive, but Northern Ireland didn't have a government at, at this point because as they are now, the DUP and Sinn Féin had fallen out <laughs> and legally it has to be both of them together as the largest Republican and largest unionist party unionists in pro the United Kingdom party mm. after former government, which meant it was impossible legally for any to ha- for any pay rise in the NHS in Northern Ireland at that time. Oh. So there was not a government that could legally enact one. Great. <laughs> Amazing. And this was oh. and this resulted in the in 2019, the first strikes by the RCN ever. And also, like the first nursing strikes in the NHS in a very long time. I might be wrong about this. I think the last ones were like in the eighties or the seventies. I might, I might be wrong about this though. And this was both called by the RCN and one of the other biggest trade unions in the probably the biggest trade union, as it's a generalist trade union in the NHS. Unison. They both called strikes at this time, and they were a significant factor in getting the Northern Ireland government back meeting alongside other things. I'm not going to give ourselves all the credit, but it was a significant factor that often gets overlooked and actually having any pay rise enacted at all under in Northern Ireland. Just to clarify for a second, th- this, this strike was a, a specifically like a strike that was happening for nurses in Northern Ireland. Yeah. In 2019, I think it's very important. I think that triggered something of a sea change in the RCN. And that was kind of the culminating point of like trying to push for a more militant attitude on the RCN. Mm-hmm. And it really like broke the fog gates open and made what's happening now possible, even though a lot of nurses in England, particularly I can't comment on the situation in Wales and Northern Ireland, like how much people know about you about what was going on. But like a lot of nurses in England didn't even know about it. And when I was going around the wards, pushing for people to vote in favour of the strike action, a lot of people didn't weren't aware of that that had been a thing that had happened until I told them about it. Because people in England, as much as England is determined to keep Northern Ireland, don't know what's going on in Northern Ireland to any degree. Um, to a terrifying degree sometimes, I would say. Yeah, that, that sounds like it sounds like a thing that happens when you're a colonial power, etc., etc. Well, yes. Like, I mean, like, like there was... I, I feel like, well, 
our equivalent isn't the right term, but like around the same time, like people in Puerto Rico like ran out their government and almost no one in the US like mm-hmm. like in the, the continental US has like ever heard of it. So Yeah. 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 I would Colin. say if that yeah, if there's not bombs going off in Northern Ireland, people in England aren't paying attention, I would say. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. and it's also really depressing. <laughs> Yeah, and which, like, I would say Northern Ireland's in the sub, in maybe in some ways in a better position than Puerto Rico in that it actually has a degree of political representation in the main, in the Westminster and such, even though it obviously should have its independence. In my, but yeah, uh, yeah. Puerto Rico doesn't even have that, is my understanding. Yeah, and I mean, there's a whole... There, there's a I, there's a whole thing there. Like, the Puerto Rican statehood people are, like, weird reactionaries... The independence people are cooler, but also there's this whole sort of, I don't know, there's there's a kind of, like, there, there's a kind of paralysis in the American, it's like that, and it, it, like, DC's kind of similar, but there's this whole sort of, there's this kind of paralysis where, like, nothing's ever going to be done about it, other mm-hmm. than the US just, like, basically imposing whatever random colonial governor that they've decided to bring in as an emergency mm-hmm. manager or whatever. Yeah, sorry. Okay, but we, we yeah. are getting I, we are getting far afield from... We're, and also, <laughs> I want to start before I put my foot in it and yeah. saying something about Northern Ireland that will piss off everyone. Yeah, as, like, and England, also Puerto uh, Rico, too. It's like... <laughs> and, like, I don't even know even less about what's got, about Puerto Rico. Yeah, and, probably and, more and, than the average person in Britain, but... You, yeah, I, I, I would also say, okay, like... <laughs> So 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 people don't get mad at me. The, the like all of the U.S. is a colony. It's the like the 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 the, the substantive difference between New York and Hawaii and Puerto Rico was when like when when we took it over. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so we're 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 turning we're turning actually. Well, you know. Okay, all right. I, I I will I will take this complete interruption of the flow as a, as a point to do an ad break. So uh, do you know what else is an extensive colonial power that uh, who's <laughs> might cannot be checked it's it's the products and services that that support this podcast yay happy pride from tomboy x we just dropped our pride 24 collection queer founded queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin visit tomboyx.com to shop Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. 
a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. All right, and we are back. Yeah, so I wanted to move from the Northern Ireland strike to talk about the sort of broader strikes that have been happening in the last, mm-hmm. like my understanding, about a year or so. Um, yeah, so can you... Yeah. Yeah, is, 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 is it been going on longer than that? Yeah. I guess we should talk about, like, yeah, I, so like what, what, what happens I, to move from the Northern Ireland strikes to the current situation? So do you mean with specifically NHS strikes or, like, uh, broader... Specifically with the NHS strikes, but I guess we can talk about the broader wave if you want to, too. Okay. Um, So, obviously, all the shit with COVID happened. Yeah. Um, And then we came to the pay offer of last year. And at this point, there'd been general building of an attitude that we don't just need a decent pay rise that keeps up with inflation. We need one that goes towards restoring lost pay. And... The RCM leadership, after the kicking out of the entire executive in 2018, kind of on the back foot, kind of like wanting to appease the membership, go along with it a bit more. Also, we had new General Secretary, Pat Cullen, who was the Secretary of the Northern Ireland section of the RCM during the Northern Ireland strikes, took a more militant position in the pay nego- in the joint union pay negotiations with the government towards the end, towards the beginning of last year, where the RCN took a position of, we need inflation plus 5%. Now, this is a bit of inside baseball, which like, I don't think I've ever seen like put out officially, but what I know from various people involved in these things and like statements by different unions, what my understanding of it is, the biggest of the trade unions in the NHS in general, the Unison, put forward line, it only it was only willing to go for a generic, significantly better than inflation pay ballot, or like pay demand from the government, which the RCN was due to like changing attitude of its membership, what happened when it accepted a, shit, a bad deal last time, was not willing to go for and and result of the RCN splitting from the joint union, like pay council, like the joint union council over this issue. Which then the offer came, the government's pay thing came in. It said, we will do a flat 1,400 for everyone, like on all bands, so not a percentage like it normally does. And, you know, to be honest, if it was a significantly higher amount that was bigger than inflation for the lower bands, like the lower paid works in the NHS, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But this 1,400 isn't good enough for anyone. And and while I'm talking about this, I'm talking about specifically in England. It was slightly different in Wales and Scotland. 
I think generally slightly better, but still far lower than it should have been, mm-hmm. than it needs to be. And so the RCN was the first of the unions in the NHS to say it was balloting, it was doing the pay ballot. Um, and this kind of sprung on the other unions like a week, two weeks, three weeks later, all said that they were doing it as well. The RCN also at the same time hired a load of organized, like paid organizers to support the paid ballot effort. And what I'll say is obviously paid organizers, they're no substitute for what rank and file militancy, but it was very helpful to be honest, because I think there was a lot of like militant, sen- a lot of militant sentiment in the RCN but although there were some like rank and file initiatives which had had a massive impact on like pushing the RCN to a stronger position i don't i don't think that could have materialized and there wasn't enough people like actually who had an idea about organizing about mm. what it meant to go out and push for this kind of thing to get what we needed in that time frame sadly i wish that wasn't the case but i do think these paid organizers much is not what i think the correct model for workplace organizing is did help a lot. And this then resulted in the RCN strike ballot passing in 176 NHS trusts across the UK. Let me just, um, yeah, check that I've got that right. Yeah. Um, Which is huge. It's not all, but it is, it's over 50%. It's pretty much all trusts in Scotland, I believe, all trusts in Scotland, all trusts in Northern Ireland. I think all bar one or two in Wales and the the majority in England. (coughs) It's also worth pointing out the ones that didn't pass it, they didn't pass by less than a percentage. Wow. They they didn't pass by like 10 votes in all cases. I think the one in Wales that didn't pass, it was literally by three votes. Jeez. Uh, and it's also worth noting that I think in 2016 or 2015, anti-union legislation was passed by the Conservative government, which raised the bar you need in order to have to have legal strike industrial action. Mm-hmm. And under the law, as it existed a decade ago, every NHS trust that the RCM balloted in would have passed the ballot. Also, Unfortunate timing. It was happening at the same time as the post as postal strikes were happening. And in the UK, industrial ballots for industrial actions to be legal have to happen by post. Ooh. A little bit of sad irony <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh. it's bad timing, guys. Yeah. Like, full power to you. You're yeah. getting fun- like, but, oh god I wish the timing had been slightly different yeah but yeah and of all the of all the trust of all the unions in the in the NHS that were passing ballots the RCM was the most successful we we passed it in significantly more places than other unions did um to my shock to be honest because like when I was going around balloting or like um talking to people like on my days off, like going on the wards, talking talk to people while I was at work. Everyone was like, yes, who was in other unions, like, yes, I'm voting for it. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on Tenter Hicks to have my ballot. When's my ballot arriving? Why is my union not opened their ballot yet? And so like, when particularly like the other unions didn't pass in my trust, 
I was really shocked. I was really confused. And it seems like a lot of them didn't actually want to fight to a degree in that like they were opening it because the RCN had opened it. I'm certain people in those unions might disagree with me, but that's really, I find it really hard to understand how these unions that have historically, they're all, none of them are that militant, you know, but they all have a history of strikes in other sectors, of organising for this. They've never had been anti-strike unions, um, units in particular. It was the, came about of like several unions being collaborated, like joining together, including unions that had been founded by nurses in the 70s in reaction to like the RCN being anti-strike and going on like that was the last big wave of nursing strikes at that time. So that really shocked me. This has been It Could Happen Here. Uh, join us tomorrow for part two of the interview. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Happened Here Pod. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Coolzone Media. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.